0: But Austin, thank you so much for coming on to join us today. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Just start by telling people who you are, some of the projects that you've worked on, because I think people may not know your name specifically, and then they're going to realize you've made some of their very favorite things, which is so
1: cool. That's amazing. Yeah, so my name's Austin Cannon. I'm 28 years old. I'm a husband. I'm a father. I have a three and a half year old little girl, and I actually have another baby girl due in September and I'm a songwriter and music producer. I've been in Nashville for a little bit more than four years now and I'm involved with all kinds of music, but mainly pop music and Christian music are kind of the two have and haves that I uh, sort of find myself in the midst of. And then through that, I've been involved with, you know, um, plenty of amazing artists and people that are just, beyond talented and uh yeah i mean some of the more i guess well-known christian artists that i've been lucky enough to have had any sort of involvement at all um like lincoln brewster i've been able to work with him and on his some of his stuff christy knuckles a band called stars go dim um there's Mm -hmm. a group called switch you know that they've really just kind of blown up recently with one of their songs um and I mean, you know, the list goes on, but that's kind of the world of being a producer is, you know, mm-hmm. I've got my hand in all these different things and, and you know, it's their time to shine. I'm kind of behind the scenes and that's actually the way that I love it. So.
2: And you travel the world too.
1: Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, my wife is from Sweden. So we come here every summer and spend about, you know, six or seven weeks and kind of just wow. condense all that time that we, you know, well, we don't have any family in Nashville. So uh, when we come here, we try to make it count so that, you know, the grandparents have plenty of time to spend, you know, with their granddaughter and everything. And then for us, it's nice to kind of have a little bit of help. And so, you know, maybe we go on a little bit more like date nights and then Mm -hmm. we can kind of just Mm -hmm. relax a little bit. So, I mean, yeah, when we come here, we try to make it worth it and six to seven weeks Mm -hmm. definitely is. So it's been really amazing.
2: Wow. Yeah. And thanks for, uh, stepping away from that to uh, hop on here for a few minutes. We really appreciate you taking the time. It's not a problem. Um, yeah. One thing I'm curious to hear from you is, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you can't be biased, but do you like to write more or produce more? Mm. And what's like your favorite part about each? That's actually a really good question. I feel like my role
1: in, majority of rooms that i'm in i'm the producer and in the most typical writing scenario is you have an artist a top liner who is bringing the majority of the lyric and then the producer writer who you know essentially is cultivating inspiration via the track right and i mean you know the the beauty of having three people is if you know the other two kind of get in a bind over particular lyric then i can kind of chime in and help out when necessary but i've always more so been you know musically inclined as opposed to lyrically so naturally that's just the, the route that i've gravitated towards um i mean mm. i like just yeah you know, i grew up playing piano and so that you know blossoming into you know production and defining and a sound and help establishing that sound for an mm. artist that's just what brings me joy um and to be honest i kind of i'm envious of just pure lyricists who can mm. just pull from you know thin air just these majestic lyrics, I wish I had that capability. Um, That's just not me. But but I feel like over time, you know, like anything, you get better at it. And so, you know, as far as songwriting, I feel like I've grown and become better to realize, you know, what lyrics work, what melodies work. But I think what I'm strongest at and what I definitely still most enjoy is producing and creating and writing music.
0: Do you prefer From your perspective to be one of those people in the room initially like you like being there when the idea is brought when they start fleshing it out and you can build the track around that or do you enjoy more kind of the i don't want to call it post-production but like someone brings you a song they've got it fleshed out just even an acoustic work tape or something and then you build it from there do you have a preference or is there one that you not really i mean
1: Honestly, it's half and half because that's pretty much the majority of work that I'm doing. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, a normal work week for me would be having maybe two to three writing sessions where I am in the room. I'm a part of that, you know, conceptual idea, you know, where the song came from. And that's interesting because, you know, if we know where a song is coming from, then I sort of have a direction of where it's going to go. But then, you know, the alternative when artists bring songs to me, you know, who've already flesh this out who maybe you know have been sitting on this idea for could be years you know they have that direction in mind and they know where it needs to go they just need help getting it there and that's its mm. own set of challenges and I, I enjoy that just as much so I mean I pretty much do an equal amount of both um I, I don't really have a preference they're just two kind of separate you know paths to take when you know writing and producing a song mm. Mm. that's
2: awesome um, so, you're a pretty in-demand producer, and we've been able to, you know, serve the same, um, a lot of the same artists, you know, recently, mm-hmm. which has been really fun. How do you go about deciding, you know, who you're going to say yes mm-hmm. to, who you're going to turn down? Like, do you have certain things that you're looking for? And also, is it, like, hard for you to say no to people? I know it is <laughs> for me. <laughs> it's very yeah, it's very tough because, I mean, you know,
1: artists could be all different stages. They could be just starting out, which I think is fun. I work with a ton of independent mm. artists who have never released anything in their life. And to mm. to be on the ground floor or something like that as a producer, I think is amazing. I mean, I, you know, I dream of helping establish an artist and help cultivating that sound. So that's what people, you know, recognize when they hear that artist. Um, But at the same time, too, you know, there's artists who've, you know, been already doing the thing for a while and, you know, they just need something that's still fresh but still unique to their sound. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not particularly – I don't think I'm in the place where I'm turning away work. Uh, I try to make it work no matter what, you know, whether that's just – Mm. you know on a timeline sense of things of hey like i i can't take on any new work for at least like a couple you know months or something um but i I always try to find a way you know a way to make it work you know um, Mm. until like i get to a point in which that's just absolutely not possible but i mean i don't know if i'll ever you know get to that point i mean as far Mm. as like working with the biggest artists in the world you know and then like still you know brand new independent artists Mm. i think you know there's still a lot to be said and and hadn't achieved working with both
0: Mm. that's such a cool perspective to have too because it feels like even just the way you're explaining that you you seem like you're you're learning things from both of those people or both of those groups of people bring different things out in you i'm sure and you probably enjoy both of those processes
1: yeah absolutely i mean perspective is everything and Mm -hmm. you know and it's it's fun for me to be able to kind of, you know, regurgitate some of the experiences that I've had working with artists who are established and who may be on the radio and touring, and then, you know, repackaging that for an independent artist who isn't yet at that point, you know, and then to kind of help, you know, shift the lens a little bit of like, hey, you know, here's what I've seen work, you know, in, in this capacity, maybe, you know, there's some variation that can work for you just starting out to do it in your own way kind of thing. So, I mean, I think that process of just uh, soaking in the perspective on both sides, I don't think they'll ever end. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, as I, you know, grow in my career and, and, you know, all that kind of stuff, there's things still evolving and changing on both sides that I feel like I need to be in the middle of that just to stay
2: relevant. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm curious what you would say to this, which is more important when releasing a song you know as like the final master is it the lyrics or is it the production
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> so man music is subjective right i mean it hits everybody different yeah. i lean more towards just you know with the first thing that i pay attention to when i hear a song that i just love and it's the way it makes me feel and it's mm. genuinely the music right i mean pop music for example it's just all about the way it makes you feel it's hook after hook yeah. and i mean as i'm sure we all know you know lyrics uh, you know can be quite surface level in some pop stuff but they can still be massive songs just because it makes people feel a certain way mm-hmm. and you know i'm a consumer of music so i mean i think it's only natural that i try to replicate the same thing in the songs that i'm a part of but yeah i lean towards it's the music it's the way it makes you feel and then once you you know once that's grabbed you, then you can kind of pay a little bit deeper attention to the mm-hmm. lyric and kind of, you know, soak up exactly what they're trying to say. But that's mainly for pop. I mean, Christian, obviously, is a different animal because, you know, you're trying to wrap the message of Jesus or at least, you know, try to introduce somebody to that idea. So, I mean, in Christian music, lyric probably would be the stronger element, I would think, um, But, yeah, for me personally, it's definitely the music and, yeah, going that Mm -hmm. way.
0: Which makes total sense. And I think you're right. I think everyone maybe resonates with one Mm -hmm. or the other in a lot lot of cases. Um, We do have a question that we just got submitted, if you're open to answering. Cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So this is what it says. It says... How did you get started producing and working with artists? This is from Lori Music.
1: Okay. Yeah, Lori. So I first got started producing when I was involved with a band. So I joined a band pretty soon after high school. And this is before I really knew how to do anything, but I was just a keyboard player. And, you know, my role in the band was to kind of help, you know, we were writing songs together and I was producing all along, just not really knowing what I was doing. And then the band, you know, broke up in a very spectacular fashion as most do. (laughs) And I still, you know, had that itch. I still wanted to write and create. And so then I had, you know, started reaching out mostly to friends, you know, people that I knew that were trying the artist thing and saying, hey, you know, how can I help? How can we collaborate on this? I certainly wasn't making any money, you know, at the time, it was just about, you know, getting better at that particular skill, getting my name out there. And I mean, I, I did so much work, you know, for free, but that's just what you can have to do, just to kind of, you know, build up a foundation of works and projects. And then I felt like, really, you know, once I kind of had like a pretty good layer of stuff that I was, you know, a part of, you know, even in a a minimal way or something, you know, maybe not necessarily producing the entire song, but contributing in some manner. Um, you know, once I kind of, I felt like I had like a pretty good, you know, repertoire of works was when, you know, I felt like people started recognizing those and then maybe asking questions, you know, who was involved with this. And then really those started just doing the work for me, which is kind of how it is now. I mean, most of the time people have heard something that I've been a part of and not reach out from that. But it really all started off just trying to get my name on whatever I could, I was reaching Mm -hmm. out to other producers saying, hey, I will, you know, clean up the scraps, I will tune vocals, Mm -hmm. you know, I will do whatever you don't, so that I can just kind of have a little bit more involvement, just, you know, Mm -hmm. try to get my name out there. And then, you know, years and years and years of that, you know, I think consistency is key there. Mm
2: -hmm. You know, eventually things started happening. Mm Yeah, you definitely have paid your dues, which doesn't surprise me because I feel like you have really great work ethic, uh, which actually, you know, uh, ties into my question of like, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously, like you work really hard and you're very good at even, you know, responding to uh, clients and making sure that they're, they're taken care of and everything's done in a timely manner. How do you juggle you know, that work, mm. you know, growing that mm. business side of things, and then also your family life? Yeah, I mean, that's the, uh, the ultimate question. <laughs>
1: that is an unanswerable question. But I mean, you know, it, I think eventually, you kind of just learn to, to manage time in a way that it's fulfilling to both family and work, right? And the music, mm. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting thing because it's not necessarily a nine to five. It's not like I'm, you know, going to work in the morning coming home and shutting off my brain and Mm. just spending time with family, you know, sometimes sessions, you know, might go to like two in the morning, you know what I mean? And so it's just a matter Mm. of being flexible, but I think prior to, you know, prioritizing the family and, you know, just ensuring that, you know, at some point, I mean, the work's got to end, Right? It, then mm-hmm. making sure that they're taken care of. And, and then too for my own sanity and you know, I I gen- genuinely have a problem working too much, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I struggle with that and I know I do that. So it, for me, it's a yeah. little bit tougher to try to be really uh, intentional about when I'm like, okay, you know, taking off and spending time with family. And then I just feel even more recharged when I'm actually returning back to work. Mm -hmm. But I mean, man, it's a, it's a constant struggle. It's a, you know, ever evolving sort of thing, but, you know, I I think eventually you kind of fall into some routines, you know, the family becomes used to that. Um, I mean, honestly, uh, after, uh, you know, this, at the top of last year, it was the first time that we had our, our little girl in daycare. And I mean, that was like one of the most amazing things to have ever happened ever. Because (laughs) uh, you know, it it finally felt like, you know, there's some time in the morning, you know, dedicated to just, all right, like this is work time.
0: Mm. And
1: just having, you know, this like a four and a half hour period where I felt like I could get most of the stuff done that I really needed to get done and then focus on family stuff after. I mean that was just a huge blessing. But Yeah. yeah, just going back, it's it's ever evolving, ever changing, but You know, you just work a little bit harder, you know, each and every day at it. And, and, you know, and yeah, like I said, eventually you find some routines.
0: Mm -hmm. Feels like for anyone who maintains any sense of balance in their life, routines Mm -hmm. become kind of like the guardrails that help maintain some of that, leaving room for flexibility to be creative, obviously. But um, sure. But overall, just those routines bringing freedom somehow, you know. Exactly. Um, We do have one more question. It's about software. So I'm sure there are lots of people wondering this. Um, This is from K Melty, and it says, pop music uses a lot of vocal chop. What's your go-to software slash samples for inspiration?
1: So I use Logic Pro X. That's my main DAW. And in Logic, they actually have a sampler that uh, is really basic but really great. And I get most of my vocal chops that, you know, you're used to hearing or something in a, in a, you know, a pop song. It's taken from uh, most of the time, like the main lead, right? So the lead vocal, you find a section and then uh, in logic, this sampler, I can go in and specify, you know, a, a certain amount of bars that I want logic to analyze transients or regions. There's a couple of different parameters on how to do it based on the kind of result that you want to get. But typically, you know, I'll pull in a a lead vocal from the track that I'm working on. That way the hook still feels very unique and familiar to that particular song. I think that's why I always go towards the lead vocal just because it's an element that I'm already expanding upon instead of maybe like an outside sample or something that isn't birthed out of that particular song. But yeah, so I'll, I'll take that lead vocal. I'll put it in the sampler within logic and then uh, once it kind of you know it'll split up these different transient points you know which could be like pronunciations or the beginnings of different words and something right it, it doesn't sound great at all but if you find some sort of combination you know on a keyboard you know but when i'm hitting a note it's going to sample this vocal you know chop and then i'll just find a combination of those that you know, hopefully is inspiring and you know interesting mm and then put all sorts of yeah. effects on it, like reverb or distortion. But yeah, that's how I make my vocal chops.
0: Hmm. That's cool. cool. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, it's pretty wild.
0: I, If So you've been, you've been doing this for a little bit now. What, what's something now that you will kind of tell someone younger than you, or even your younger self? Like, what's the thing that you wish you could tell yourself now? looking back on it, knowing you're going to be where you are now? You know, what do you think mm-hmm. is important for young up and coming people to keep in mind or to know?
1: Yeah, you know, I think I've had really good success with uh, like my personal branding over the last couple of mm-hmm. years.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I and I never personally really thought much about it as a producer. But the the more that I like understood it and got into it. And honestly, like I attribute everything to my wife because mm-hmm. she she worked for a marketing company as a social media uh, coordinator. And so I kinda had some insight into how she would, you know, develop a, a cohesive theme for, you know, these brands on Instagram and help develop content for that. And it would always just look aesthetically pleasing and all these amazing things that all these massive brands utilize as far as like marketing tools. But again, you know, there was a disconnect between applying all of that and then to what I'm doing. I'm a music producer. Why would I need to mm-hmm. brand? It, but it really just comes from like the idea that, you know, songwriter, musician, music producer. I mean, we're all business owners and like any other business, you have to find a way to stand out. And I, I wish I would have figured that out earlier just to uh, pay more attention and be a little bit more intentional with how I was like branding myself. Mm-hmm. Um and just, yeah, trying to stand out. I mean, God, mm. you know, musicians, producers, songwriters, artists, it's very saturated. I mean, there's thousands of me, mm-hmm. all of them better. So, how in the world <laughs> am I supposed to stand out and try to make a client want to have me produce their song as opposed to somebody else? Mm. And yeah. so, that's what I would tell anybody is just, yeah, try to figure out early on, like, what do you have to offer that's different what can you do that helps you stand out and if you can really figure those things out and just stay it you know stay with it and stay consistent i think anybody can be successful at doing this i mean there's enough work to go around you just gotta have you know find a way to you know make it available
2: to yourself mm-hmm. well you make it sound easy but it's you know really not <laughs> easy <laughs> no yeah <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I think also you know just the work ethic that goes into building up your reputation too, because I'm sure you get so many uh, word of mouth referrals from people in the industry, and you know if you don't serve people well every time, you know that word gets around as well. So mm-hmm. I think you know um, you've done a phenomenal job of building your brand, not just like how your Instagram profile looks, but building your brand of you know let. No people when they come to you they just know what experience they're gonna have working with you so yeah which is huge you know to be consistent with that as well uh for a brand so
1: mm-hmm.
2: I mean i appreciate that
1: yeah i do that's you know super pleasing this is a very people-pleasing job you know but at the mm-hmm. end of the day it's you know you're, you're sitting in a room with people and you know being vulnerable listening to them their experiences mm-hmm. it's a very vulnerable process and so i mean I mean, it really comes down to being just a good listener and just being good with people. And, I, and I, you know, okay. that's definitely, like, more important than the music aspect than anything is just being good to people. And like you said, you know, that, that's what people talk about. That's the word of mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. A million percent. I, t- along those same lines, do you have something right now that you're excited about or something you're looking forward to, something you're working on um, that you want to share with everybody?
1: Sure. I mean there's a handful of, you know, projects that I'm like trying to work on at any given moment. But like I was, you know, saying earlier, I think Nashville specifically has a really cool uh you know, both independent and, you know, not mm-hmm. but like you know, pop and Christian community of all these artists who I feel like are just right at the cusp of just like breaking through you know mm-hmm. and i mean I, in wisdom yeah i think we've collaborated on plenty together like rachel Roth is one another one of my friends mm-hmm. you know Haley weed she's one um the crosscut you know project has been a very interesting mm-hmm. uh but just so cool to see in retrospect now that you know from a very different approach than any project that i've really been a part of you know to where it's yeah. like an artist you know doing these things this was more so just you know a writer and production and then marketing you know all working together very hmm. unique but i mean impacting people so the cross cut collective stuff has been really fun i'm glad there's like you know more in the pipeline for that yeah. Uh i mean yeah I, I can't think of anything that's like so major that you know i'm trying to think of right now but i mean you know I'm I'm just in the middle of a couple of different projects trying to see it through uh, starting some new projects here pretty soon, but also still, you know, taking my time and enjoying all that Sweden has to offer. And we're here for, we're here for another month. So a little bit more vacation time and just rest um, some sessions and rights, you know, and stuff set up here, which is always exciting just to kind of branch out and continue to meet people, you know, internationally again, just widening the perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, Plenty of good things to look forward to.
0: Yeah. Well, again, thank you a million times over for taking the time to come on and just share from your perspective and also just from the production perspective. I feel like since we started doing this, we've had a lot of artists or songwriters on. And um, as an artist myself, I know that the producer can really make or break a project or song or spirit even of like an artist or songwriter truly um so what what you do and what producers do is so valuable and like thank you for taking the time
1: yeah absolutely i appreciate it you guys thanks for having me on
0: yeah tell people to where can they find you if they were looking to potentially work with you or even just wanted to check out your instagram i know you post a lot of cool like tips or tricks um and just stuff that you regularly work on and do so where can they find you
1: yeah, so Instagram's kind of my main, you know, bread and butter for all things uh, social media. Um, and it's just at Austin W Cannon. And then, you know, I'll update my, my website, uh, just, you know, try to keep like, you know, recent projects that I'm a part of there or any other like major changes. But that has like the main contact form. And usually, you know, the, the window of which if someone does want to reach out and inquire about working together, I usually, you know, send it to my website and they can reach out through that. And then, you know, we'll start a thread or something. And that's just austincannonmusic.com. Perfect.
0: Well, thanks again, Austin. You guys heard it from the man himself. If you're interested (laughs) in getting in touch with him, we'll link his Instagram in the description of this so that you can go straight to it. Um, But again, thank you. And I sure. hope you guys all have a great Wednesday and we will see you back right here next week at the same time and place. Bye guys. Good
2: to See you Austin. See ya. See ya. Bye.